Welcome, welcome to the On The Mark Unedited Podcast. And I am Nita Marquez with my co-host, Mr. Giovanni LaRue. Welcome, Gio. How you doing, Nita? I'm doing very well. Oh, I love you. <laughs> um, so we are taking you all on this podcast and every podcast with On The Mark Unedited with me and Gio. We're taking you on an unedited journey into living your life on the mark. And what I mean when I say that, ask me what I mean, Gio. What do you mean? What, <laughs> what do you I mean, mean when I say that is that you are meant to be the person you're meant to be when you get to where you're meant to go. And if you're not the person you're meant to be when you get to where you're going, it doesn't really matter that you got there. Mm. That's what I mean. So live your life on the mark. You know, be straight, have humility, be authentic, be unedited. And, um, you know, don't, don't edit the story because the story is what makes you you. That's what makes you unique. And you reach your unique destiny by being unedited on the mark and really honestly just living your life with the truth all the way around. Your best life. Yes. Live your best life. I ain't going back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today's episode, Gio is about karma and forgiveness, the truth behind the tools. Oh, that's a good one. Those are good ones right there. I feel like a lot of people are going to have like some stories to tell and hear about these things. Yeah, including the people that have done good and been done dirty. And a lot of people who have done dirty and are getting done dirty by life. Karma. Karma. Yeah. So, well, you know, I I always relate karma back to this one story that I remember this movie about Debbie Reynolds and Liz Taylor. Do you know that story? Uh, tell me the movie. Okay. So it's, it's basically the story is because you're so freaking young. You don't know <laughs> who these people are. Um, they're like history book figures for you. No. But <laughs> <laughs> so Liz Taylor and, and Debbie Reynolds were best friends. And back when I was a little girl, like Liz Taylor was considered the most beautiful woman in the world. And she was best Mm. friends with Debbie Reynolds. And she had been married like three or four times. And then she fucked her best friend's man, her best friend's husband, Carrie Fisher's father, Eddie Fisher Fisher himself. So she fucked her best friend's husband, (sighs) who had a child with her best friend. And she stole her man. She married him. He became her fourth or fifth husband. I don't know. But anyways... She was the most beautiful woman in the world, yes, uh, considerably at that time. But what Eddie Fisher did um, was leave her in debt just like he left Debbie Reynolds in debt. Well, Debbie Reynolds went on with her life. You know, it was hard, obviously. Took her 10 years to pay off the debt to the creditors that he left her in. But she paid it all off. And then what's crazy is she went on to buy properties and became this huge real estate mogul. Ended up buying a casino in Las Vegas, dancing and choreographing her own shows on her stage at her casino in Vegas, and um, went on and had a very successful career continuously as an actress. Meanwhile, Liz Taylor, you know, um, I mean, I know she's dead, and I don't want to shit on anybody's death. R.I.P. But, yeah, R.I.P., but she, <coughs> she died looking like Jabba the Hutt. I mean. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just saying. Unedited. Right, we respect it. It's unedited. All right. I mean, she she was like she. I think she was in a wheelchair or with a cane or something. She was just like God when I say job of the hut. It wasn't like. I mean, she was just 
really, really slothful is what I mean. I mean, she looked it. I'm just saying. But I mean, when you fuck your best friend's man, that's what happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, um, it it's it's interesting how her life turned out. Yes, Hollywood revered her. Yes, she was Michael Jackson's best friend. I mean, I I guess that's cool. Before or after Neverland Ranch. I, I man, I don't know. But they were good <laughs> friends, her and him and the monkey. Um, you know, and it's like she had a, a cool life, not knocking it, but I'm just saying, like, you're not gonna die in good health if you do shit like that. You're gonna have something that's gonna come up and, and creep up on you and bite you in the ass because that kind of stuff does. She was so unremorseful for what she did. And and to think that um when you're when you're in a family unit and you have a best friend and your best friend does something like that to your family. I mean, that's just, look, my marriage got violated by somebody that wasn't even my good, good friend. She was my friend's girl. Jeez. But I mean, but she had karma too. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, anyways, um, it's just interesting. Well, I want to know what you think about karma, Gio. Oh, karma is a, uh, a big one for me. I believe in it very heavily. Um, one of the biggest quotes, honestly, that, Karma always, like, every time I've ever think about karma, this quote always stuck to me so hard. Um, karma is literally, this is the quote that I live by when it comes to karma. I saw that. I saw karma. that. That's it. That simple sentence. I saw that. Yeah. Whether true. you do something good or whether you do something bad. Because people like to relate karma to only negative things for some mm-hmm. reason. Like, karma no, has so no. much positive. There's, there's an other to that spectrum. And I see it happen all the time where it's like, I really noticed you know, when you put those positive vibrations out there and you it reflects back to you in mm-hmm. such a magnitude that you can't deny it. You can't deny that there's like a, a cause and effect situation that happens with karma. And it's like, this I will agree. come back. Whatever goes around, what goes around must come around, go back around. Well, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. And the thing is with Debbie Reynolds, to your point, Debbie Reynolds ended up having this phenomenal life. I mean, she was this beautiful woman. She aged so gracefully. She was just... An incredible mother, her daughter, and she had this phenomenal relationship. I mean, dude, she was the bomb. Like, she died with excellent karma. Like, if, if there's heaven, like, she's definitely there dancing on the stage up there on the golden stage in heaven. Oh. And she's, like, sparkling. Like, cool. like how we do when we hang out, Gio. She's yep, sparkly. Yep, sparkly. <laughs> sparkly. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, I mean, but what do you think about karma like as in what it's taught you personally like i like to hear a male perspective a male millennial perspective on this particular story too like what i just said yeah i feel like that karma story is such a a deliberate understanding of you know you do dirt you get dirt and it's Mm -hmm. like when people are are unremorseful a lot of people tend to seem like oh they don't care about anything no they care about things but they're just not worrying about the right things so it's happening and not or wrong you know, who am I to judge what's right or wrong? But when it comes down to it, when you move in such a, in, in that kind of movement, you know, in a place of kind of fear, when it comes mm-hmm. down to karma, a lot of people tend to start moving in fear where you have these expectations of what's supposed to happen. So anything that happens beforehand, it doesn't make sense. So even with that going in, with them being best friends, there's a standard to a best friend. Like, I don't know about you, but if I consider you my best friend, you shouldn't be fucking anybody that I'm fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Like, and not Especially that, if you're married. And not ever, but 
the way that I look at it coming from like the male perspective of karma is like, I noticed that there's been a lot of people, especially like, I can say this with older generations, younger generations, like, hey, you know, you've been messing around with all these girls doing all these things. You're going to be blessed with a daughter. And it's like, oh, no. Like now you have that karma of understanding like the things that you were doing at a young age where you thought it was just fun and it wasn't affecting, you know, the people around you. Karma will show you these things in a non-malicious way. Karma just gives you what you give it. Yeah. And there's no thought behind it. It's not karma's like planning or this diabolical like ha. Like No, it just it it's like you said, you plant it and it, it comes back it, out. It, gives to you what you plant mm-hmm. period that's it yep. yeah no true true so that being the case okay well cool then um i like your perspective by the way i appreciate that that the other point that i was thinking about you know with karma for me with my ex-husband like i said um i would say he's very sick right now god bless him so his kidneys are failing at five percent jesus um you know, and, and we've been out here for almost almost 10 years in L.A. Um, haven't gotten child support for many, many years. I think he paid it for like about a year and a half maybe of the time that we've been here. Um, you can give him and, that at least. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I keep it real. Really, really real. Um, he keeps it fluffy, like literally and figuratively. Mm. Um, yeah, so <laughs> he's a little fluffy. Poof, um, shots fired. But, but no, you know, I love the guy. I wish, I wish him only good health and wellness. But right now, unfortunately, that's not the seed that he's planted for himself. So I'm, you know, I'm hoping for a turnaround for him. But um, this is how these things end up. You take care of um, yourself only. You know, as a man, um, you are only as good as your word. I still believe that. I don't care how old people get. That's the truth. And as a woman too, but you're also only as good as the seed of your loins that you've nurtured and protected. <laughs> the seed of your loins. Well, that's what your kids are. Uh, yes, but like this is that is going to be the quote. The way that like I love your verbiage. I love the things that you <laughs> use. <in> your, <laughs> the way that you explain Jeez. things. The fruits of your loins. <laughs> no, no, I'm so serious. precious. It's so precious. I'm, I'm serious. But no, I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I could be like, a lot of people are like, oh my God, how could you forgive him for that? And, da, da. and I think even you and I have had some yeah. conversations. Yeah, for sure. And and I'm like, I'm even adamant with you, even about your father. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's so important to have like forgiveness in your heart because you'll carry that shit into other areas of your life. It bleeds into yeah. things and it fucks opportunities up. When you don't find forgiveness. It's people don't understand forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you. It's for giving. Mm-hmm. You're giving something back to someone that doesn't belong to you. It's their shit mm-hmm. and and you're giving it back. It's for giving. And so for me with um, their father, you know, I, I still don't hear from him. I mean, I had the one conversation with them since he got real, real sick, you know, and just, you know, let him know, hey, you know, I love you, bro. And you're my brother. And, you know, that kind of conversation, just letting him know that, you know, I've got his back um, as much as I can. I mean, uh, he's in another state, but that takes forgiveness. That takes a lot of forgiveness. Well, you know, I gotta, I gotta be real. Like, if he were to pass, you know, I already know he's gonna have a world of hurt. Because when we pass, we take everything with us that we've that we've spit out, and mm-hmm. he's not gonna be taking good things with them because he hasn't done a lot of good. He's done a lot of really, really shitty things. But 
that's just what's in his consciousness. What he did that was good to me is, A, I mean, I have these bomb children that are like amazing, Ooh. amazing souls. And and he contributed to that. But it's not just, you know, people Fruits say. of his loins. Yes. <laughs> They're not just, it's not just his sperm contribution. It's also the fact that, um, you know, at one time I was the apple of his eye. And he did love their mother very much. And it it's really important to me to convey that to people um, that that there is a human being inside of every piece of shit out there um, mm. or vice versa. Um, I really believe that. And, you know, um, with him finding forgiveness, I feel like it's given me a lot of power because in my life, I don't think that my sense of bitterness served me when I had it. I mean, I was angry for obviously, you know, for a long time, a while. Mm -hmm. um, it was about two years. I would say, I, I would say most women that do get beyond that kind of shit, it takes about two years of just malicious, hateful, like that motherfucker, rah, 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 yeah. rah, you know, where I, you just, your blood boils. That went away when I had the conversation with him to let him know, you know, I know that what you did and what I did they're different things, but we both did our shit. And, and no matter what, I didn't do the same things you did, but I, I'm not perfect and yeah. I need you to forgive me. That's what I did. And you take responsibility for that. I think that's very important. I think coming into it as well, it's like the forgiveness part, going back to that, that's not for them. It's for you, like you said. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times those people, when they it lingers, you like you said, it gets very toxic, but the forgiveness aspect is something I work on every day just because of the fact that um, I am very hard, like my mindset has been very harsh for a long time where it was either, you know, eat or be eaten. And I realized it was because of past experiences and I realized what, what doors it closed and that. Mm -hmm. But I think what you were saying where it's very important when you forgive somebody, you know, you're able to move on because that's a weight that you yeah. hold for so you're, long. Yeah, you are. For somebody else that, you know, has done something in a period of their life where, you know, you can't, these are some of the things that like I also remember is like, you can't take everything personal, even if it is personal to you, you yeah. know, it's at that moment um, because of the fact that at that point of time, that person was who they needed to be at that point yeah. for them to develop and grow. So the forgiveness aspect is, yes, like you said, it's not only, it's not for them, it's for you, but it does contribute something to them because it's like returning something that you lost returning something that somebody lost when they lose yeah. you and you have this resentment towards them some people you know some people can go on their merry way and be like whatever you know fuck that person some people you know will dwell on it where it's mm -hmm. like wow this person doesn't forgive me it hurts so bad but when you do that you forgive you release that weight of baggage that they left with you yeah. in a negative aspect yeah it was something that at that moment was so heavy and it hurt you and you mm -hmm. held on to it as kind of a resentment thing because of the fact that now that person is looking for that lost piece, yeah. you know, and, it, and the forgiveness aspect, it allows you to unload that weight, but it also returns a piece to somebody where it's now they can move and develop and grow and know that that is no, it's a scar. Now it's no longer an open wound. It's a scar. And I think that's very important for human beings to do. And yeah. it's, it's a strength. I believe that's a strength. I believe it's something that it's very weak when you can't forgive people. And I'm talking oh, to myself. Because it's hard. Like sometimes for me, I say, you know, I don't forgive everybody for what they've done. I remember it, you know, I, and when I remember it, I act accordingly. And I'm like I said, my harsh mindset has, you know, set me back on some things because I wasn't able to forgive one person. And anybody that reminded me or displayed a characteristic that I didn't like automatically got placed into that category of that person of unforgiving. And you start to realize how, yeah, you might lose, you know, 
bad problems that may come because you start you don't forgive certain people you hold grudges and honestly grudges make a lot of the work easy when i for me personally when it came down to like you know that mindset that i had i would move holding that resentment because it would push me forward because in that then weight was training yeah that that weight was so training i was using the weight vest and it was training for me and i was like i'm gonna move and i'm gonna prove you wrong and i'm gonna do these things and once you're in an environment where that no longer is acceptable or you need to do that anymore you start to realize you're gonna have a lot of back problems if you keep holding this weight and <laughs> yes that yes oh i like the way you turned that around that was a great point that was a great point no 100 i i agree with you on on I love the weight thing. Yeah, because mm-hmm. at some point, it's kind of like I read this book called A Path with Heart. And the guy's talking about when you have a raft or when you have a lot of wood, sometimes you're going to come to rivers and you could cut that wood and you can build it into a raft. But when you are when you are ready to get off that, that raft because you made it to the other side of the, the river – um, you know, you've gone far enough with that. What are you going to do? Take the raft and like carry it on your back? No, it's like heavy ass wood. You need to keep yourself warm. Now you're, you're wet. You got to dry off. You've got to keep yourself warm at night when you rest. So you take that raft made of the wood that you built it with and you set it on fire and you keep yourself warm with it. And then you <laughs> let it just burn away. And, and that's what you have to do. And that's, I would say with my ex-husband, that's where I feel like I really, you know, I, I want him to take good things with him. And I want him to understand, like, he contributed to the woman that I've become that is raising his children. So that's think, a blessing. So do you think good karma contributes to when you forgive someone? Does that develop a new pattern of good karma or bad karma when you do not, you refuse to forgive somebody? What do you think that would... I feel like they would kind of coexist. I feel like if you don't give that, if you don't give the universe or that person the the weight back, it, mm-hmm. you receive the karma from it. Yeah, from no, I agree. That weight. 100%. And when you 100%. forgive, when you forgive, mm-hmm. you start a new pattern of karma where it's like, oh, I just opened so many doors because now I can, I can forgive someone. I can trust someone again or trust people in general. Well, what it comes down to, honestly, mm-hmm. in my experience now at 45, I think what it comes down to is I had to learn to forgive other people because I had to get to the point where I could forgive myself and I couldn't get to that point mm-hmm. without forgiving others. Mm-hmm. Um, your brain gets trained yeah. in that lack of forgiveness. And whatever Programming. you've trained it with, whatever you've programmed it with, that's what you are programming into you and your relationship with yourself. Um, whatever practices you have outside of yourself, are they're, re- they're the reflection of the practices you have within yourself. So as you forgive more outside and you get clearer with the shit outside, you start to get clearer with the shit inside and lighter and you move more efficiently and with with your efficiency and your lightness, you definitely get more effective and more powerful with life. And and that's when you get all that shit, all the petty shit, like shit that's like not even important. Then, then you actually focus on, ooh, I had this dream when I was like 16 to be this way or to be a singer or to be a dancer or to be an artist or I had this dream I wanted to be an architect or I had this dream I wanted to take my graffiti and, and create things that gave life to people. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like you take yeah. the, the artist within yourself comes to life when you get all, all this shit out. It's such a it's such a reward system. It, yeah. If I just if you look at it, it's such a way that, you know, 
again the beginning of a good step of karma where the way when you, when you yeah. forgive somebody that's the first step of karma where like now you've unleashed that and you now are starting to move and able you have enough space in your brain where it's no longer stress indu- induced there's no f- fluttering and craziness going on in your brain it's clear mm-hmm. your consciousness is now clear yeah. because you released that you forgave someone you know now the next step is wow there's a lot of open space that i used to use to think negatively about something agreed and now it's open and that's why i feel like that was such a great thing that you said because now you can re- you reminisce you, your your body oh, brings yeah. back all the blissful moments all of the you. good there's and, so much good with their dad oh my god believe that believe I that can imagine. so much good I can oh my imagine. god just look where it, it like, sets you guys up now so like to see where like just not and not not in the respect of you know what he's done he's done wrong the things that happened that was wrong of course but you've learned from that person you've developed from that person dude and like being the apple so of his crazy. eye it moves so crazy i can understand it already it's honestly as i sit and think about it just as you were talking being the apple of his eye like nobody had ever loved me like that before that like i had never known i'd been on my own so young i was so used to abuse and um i was used to lashing out at people and and i didn't understand how he could love me so big and it's like what he gave to me even though it you know it it came to a burnout point you know after eight nine years um he gave me the the greatest gift any human being could ever give another person. He gave me mad unconditional love because I gotta be real. I'm gonna be honest with the audience here. Like I'd have choked me in my sleep if I was him. <laughs> 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 really. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. That all being said, it does. It makes you more powerful, and yes, it serves your karma well when you start to forgive. One hundred percent. Um, I loved what you said just then, though. That just like, I mean, it made my heart get little butterflies. Uh, I appreciate that. I want to make butterflies in everybody's hearts, guys. <laughs> everybody's hearts. But seriously, let's stimulate these things. Let's have these conversations about how we should feel more often. Um, and mm-hmm. the things about karma and understanding, like, there are repercussions for your actions. So mm-hmm. I think it's really important for us to speak about this. And as, as much as we have fun with it and we giggle and we have, you know, we have our talks and we do go into different places and dark places and bright places. Just know it's it's all it's normal for you to feel these ways and talk these ways. And I think that's very important because here at On The Mark, Unedited, that's what we want to show. And, and you know, we want to continue to present to people to show that it's OK to feel these ways and have your opinion and know that, you know, someone's listening. Well, and also to be vulnerable with your opinion. Sometimes you don't have to be a, a fucking bull with it. Some people are so <laughs> bullheaded with their damn opinions. Mm-hmm. And you know what they always say? Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. Well, yeah. And not only that, but you <laughs> you stink. have the right to express your opinion. I'll wrap this up by saying this. You have the right. Anyone has the right to express their opinion and say whatever you want. But not all opinions deserve credence. Just saying. Well, um, now what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna ask you guys to talk to whoever you need to that has done you wrong. And if you can't talk to them verbally, like talk to them in your prayers tonight, meditate, whatever, you know, while you're driving, think about them and think of something powerfully delightful and let yourself open up. And find a space of forgiveness for them. Um, allow karma to do what it needs to do with those people. Love on yourself and love them enough to let them go. And honestly, 
when you do that, you'll find ways to forgive yourself for having the malice in you that you had in you, but also for a million other things that you probably don't even know you haven't forgiven yourself for. And really what this all comes down to, it's not about your relationship with other people. It's really about the relationship with, with yourself. As I always say, you draw what you detect and you attract what you reflect. Trip on that one. Ooh-wee. <laughs> Ooh-wee. Gee Willikers, Batman. Well, thank you so much, Gio, for your time tonight. Oh, I appreciate you. Need any time. I love this podcast. And please, let's keep making more. Amen. I love it. Well, that's it. That's our show on the Mark Unedited Podcast with me, Nita Marquez, and Mr. Giovanni LaRue. 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 <laughs> that's, a, that, that's a wrap, if I ever heard one. <laughs>